Hello and welcome to the I Am Woman Project, where every week we have deep thought-provoking and interesting conversations with thought leaders, change instigators, rule breakers and creative minds who think differently, sparking creativity and inspiration. Our special guests on our show cover a variety of topics just for you, and they share their personal stories to inspire, motivate and empower you, our listener. The I Am Woman podcast is produced for your enjoyment and show notes are found at www.iamwomanproject.com.au. Come back often and feel free to add the podcast to your favourite RSS feed or iTunes. You can also follow us on Twitter at I Am Woman Project and Facebook. All links are in the show notes. Now let's get into the show. Today we have Erica King for you, the life changer. Erica is the founder of Running Divas and a passionate marathon runner. Erica's first entry into business started when she was 10 in hospitality with her family, catering and restaurant businesses. From there, she worked as a makeup artist in film and television, traveling the world and rubbing shoulders with both Australian and international personalities. After studying psychology, Erica transitioned into the corporate world, providing management training in her area of specialty, which is organizational change. That led her to the dental profession where she provided management consultancy services to 575 privately owned dental practices for 17 years. Eventually, Erica owned and managed a group of dental practices alongside her partner for another 12 years where she managed a total of 150 members across six locations. It was during this last phase of her dental career that ended in 2016 that Erica decided to follow her passion and commit 100% of her time to making a real difference in women's lives with running. Erica was on the search for a new challenge as she felt she was stuck in life. Erica Bean Erica ventured to New York to do her first marathon. Since New York in 2002, Erica has run 21 marathons, including all six world major marathons, plus many half marathons and shorter races with their running group. At the age of 50, Erica celebrated her birthday in 2014 by running 12 marathons in 12 months. It was at the San Francisco Marathon Expo in 2007 that Erica came across an American clothing company called Yes, you guessed it, Running Divas. Fast forward nine years, an incredible 124,000 women have found one another, become friends with one another, support one another, another, uh, all through running. So get ready to get inspired, sit back, tune in and enjoy the show. Welcome to the show, Erica King. How are you today? Catherine, I am terrific. Thank you so much for this opportunity. I really appreciate it. I was just, uh, for the listeners that are listening to this, we were just actually realised we've actually sat, met before and sat in the same room before, which was uh, quite interesting. <laughs> that is just so fabulous. I love six degrees. As I get older, I thought that happens more and more and I love that, Catherine. It's wonderful. I almost think it's almost three degrees <laughs> these days. It's it's like everyone yeah. 
there's a yeah. connection. You know, there's somebody that you know, and then they know somebody else, and it's just yeah. so intertwined. Oh, I love it. I love it. So yes, I, I love that we've actually sat next to each other and now recognised that. Oh, yeah, you were that person. Yeah, yes, I, I know. We were having great conversations. <laughs> yeah. So, Erica, for our listeners, um, why don't you maybe tell us just a little bit about um, a bit about you and your amazing company, Running Divas? Okay, well, Running Divas really, Catherine, started as a complete hobby because uh, my corporate world was super stressful. Um, I've had my own businesses for a really long time, lots of staff 24-7. As we all know, when we have our own businesses, it never actually turns off. And running for me just um, was something I literally had never done before I turned 38. I was not particularly athletic. Uh, in fact, the funny story that my sister and I always laugh about is I used to forge my mother's signature to get out of PE at school. Um, so I actually have zero athletic ability, but a huge amount of determination and I love a challenge. So I was kind of getting to that age of 38, steering the barrel down 40 and thought, mm, okay, I'm not really kind of where I want to be and um, I want a challenge, like something I've never really done before. And for some reason, I can't even tell you how, I just thought running, running is going to be my challenge. And I thought, well, if I'm going to run, it better be a decent challenge. So what's the hardest thing in running I could think of? Well, it's got to be a marathon. All right. So, you know, if it's going to be a marathon, then I better run it somewhere really fabulous. So I thought, well, where's kind of unbelievable New York? Right. So that was it. So um, the beginning of 2002, I thought, I am going to run that New York Marathon in November of that year. And it honestly, Catherine, it took me 10 months. I, I could not run 100 metres without uh, kind of just dying. Um, and and then I just, when I crossed that finish line for the first time and I finished that goal, something changed in me which I've since seen over and over and over again with Running Divas is you set a goal that seems like massive and, oh, my God, am I ever going to get to this goal? And then when you cross that line and you achieve that goal, it was like, oh, my God, look, I can actually achieve anything. You know, because that to me was pretty insurmountable when I began. Um, and, and it was just, you know, I'd slogged it out on my own. There wasn't a lot of training available. I tried to find information on the internet and and you know so it was it was really something that that then totally came out of my passion that feeling of wow this is pretty special and wouldn't it be nice if more women could share that experience so why not just for fun I'll put up a website and put up a bit of information that I found helpful and that's really how Running Diva started six years ago Wow. Completely as my hobby. That's amazing. And now it's a booming business. <laughs> now it's my full-time focus and I feel so blessed to be 52 and just absolutely living this fantastic opportunity to make a real difference in women's lives. It's, it's such a privilege. It's such an honour. I, I love it every day. It's fantastic. Yeah, I lo I loved. I I think we had a chat um, the other day when I was saying that mm. I actually used to run a lot, and yeah. I was the same as you. I used to. It's my mine was um, walking around the park, 
uh, with a friend of my sister and it was just walks and then walks turned into running. And yeah. what I found really hard was there wasn't a lot of information then either. And I, what, what was difficult for me was the breathing part. I found it really hard to – I was out of breath all the time and it wasn't until – because I also did Oxfam um, and well, one of the – Huge challenge. Well yeah, done. I know. I did about four or five times. I can't remember now. I lost count. But wow. but I remember a gentleman, um, a friend of mine just said, you know, you've got to breathe out more than you breathe in. And yes. when he he taught me that technique, it changed my life. It changed the way I was running. It changed That's everything. Really and, good. yeah, it was great. It was really good. But And and what I then used to do is I used to set goals doing those fun runs, which – um, I used to sign up for because it just it was always something I looked forward to, which I absolutely loved. Well, and just that having a goal and then getting on the start line and realizing that you know anybody can do this. Like you don't have to be a certain age, a certain body shape, a certain fitness level. Like everyone's out there giving it a go, and I just love that. I think that's really good about running. So talk us through exactly the running divas. Like what exactly is it? Like how do people, for our listeners, is mm-hmm. it do you catch up and do runs together? What exactly is your, your business all about? Okay. So, Catherine, it's a global business. So we're fully online and the only time I kind of meet up with people is at events, which is brilliant. So what people do is they actually sign on to be a member and for a whole year – They can get access to all their training programs, their nutrition, women's health, positive mind, rehab, injury management, all that sort of thing. And it's just like all there in one spot written by professional health professionals who are all women for women at any age, any level of running experience. Um, And we also have this really incredible online supportive um community and I just I'm so proud of them like they're just they're just incredible like the way they support each other and the positive and it's just it's fantastic because women are not always that good together and you know I just don't have anything other than fantastic you know whether someone's running 100 meters or a marathon or an ultra you know everyone's out there saying well done and I love that it's good to have that support network isn't it to keep you going Oh, I think it's essential because, you know, a lot of women particularly um, are isolated and that's why the online works really, really well because if you haven't got family or friends that run or you can't kind of get into a run group, um, you know, Running Divas is is there for you 24-7 and people ask any and every kind of question and between us we can answer it. Um, and, and I just think that's fantastic. You know, it's it's always accessible for them. That's fantastic. And that would have taken a bit of time, a bit of work, Erica, for you to find all these people in different, uh, I guess, um, experts within their field, whether it's running or, or whatever that may be. And, and and how did you go about doing that? Just for those entrepreneurs listening to this going, I wonder how Erica did it. How did she bring these people together on this platform and create this community? Well, I was very clear about what um, knowledge and expertise I was looking for. So it was just literally a matter of saying, okay, well, that's who I want to be writing the nutrition section or this is who I want to be writing about women's health. And I actually used a fantastic online platform which put a call out and found these incredible women who just blew me away. And so, you know, like – anything like a job interview you have a phone call or a Skype and 
work through it. But, um, you know, that took a few months, but it, it was definitely worth you know, sorting through and, and really finding not just people with the skills and the knowledge but also the passion to share that knowledge and skills because I think that's that's also really critical um, with how it's delivered, you know. Um, so women who really understood what I was trying to achieve and so, yeah, I feel really blessed that I took that time to, to really um, find the right people. Mm, that's awesome. And then for our listeners, I'm also thinking for them because mm. obviously you're launching um, your new website today. Mm. And so for our members and for our um, for our sorry our listeners to join as a member, so what what they will get out of is obviously the community. So they'll have the support. Uh, and they'll have access to all this information. Is this like written access, like articles? Uh, what else will be available as part of a, you know, for them to join your mem- uh, the, the membership? So they'll be able to download training programs, and those training programs include all of the strength components, so all the different levels of strength uh, training because I don't believe that you should just run. I think you need to mix it up a little bit to be, you know, really good fit and strong. Um, and then they'll be also able to download, you know, they'll, so there's videos, positive mind. So a lot of us get a little bit stuck sometimes and that little negative voice comes in and says, oh, don't be stupid, what are you doing? Um, so they'll actually be able to watch a video and um, really tune into their own channel and, and feel good about who they are. And then there's a huge amount of articles. So, and we'll also have webinars um, that they can tune in as members and workshops I'm having around Australia next year, which will be super exciting. Very exciting. Mm. So what kind of workshops, if you don't mind me asking? Um, I'm really going to show people how to run properly. So good run technique. Um, and running, you know, warming up properly because I think that's a lot of where a lot of we all make a mistake, myself included, that you sort of just go, oh, I haven't got time for that extra five or ten minutes to warm up Um, and to be able to know what's, you know, how do you actually have good technique, you know, what's working for you, what's not working for you. And then if you've got a goal, you know, planning for that run goal and then what do you need to be thinking about? So what's sort of the right race for you and what do you need to be considering and you know we'll we'll tap into a little bit of nutrition um and it'll be very interactive because there'll be just small groups only 20 people and um so there'll be lots of opportunity to sort of interact and ask questions and learn you know face to face which i'm really looking forward to because i've not done that for the for running divas before which is great that sounds like fun sounds Mm. very exciting Mm. (coughs) excuse me so what are your tricks for um, because we all have those moments where we can't be bothered. Yes, uh, and your that <laughs> inner mind's like, you know, make up excuses. It's too cold. It's too this. What is yeah. your trick to get past that? I then well, I've got two tricks that work every time. The night before, I have all my stuff laid out. So you know, literally, if you think too long for because I train first thing in the morning, that works for me. If I thought too long in the morning. I probably would talk myself out of it, whereas the gear's all laid out. And then as soon as that alarm goes, I remember what my goal is, what I'm working for, and how good I'm going to feel afterwards. So then I go, yeah, okay, come on, let's just go. And um, as I say, you know, you just don't spend too long dwelling on it, unless it's hailing, Catherine. I'm I'm not kind of too good in the hail. Oh, same. (laughs) So do you run every day? 
No, no, because I think that you need to break it up. I train yes. six days a week. Um, I do a lot of strength training. I do Pilates. Um, so, no, I, I run three to four times a week depending on what my goal is. So talking about goals, I, I read somewhere uh, that you, I think it was in 2014 at the age of 50, you ran one marathon per month, which meant you ran 12 marathons in one year. Is that correct? That is correct, yes. That's outrageous. That's amazing. It was. It was. Well, you know when you sort of, I, I don't know, for me as a woman, the, the kind of milestone birthdays, you know, 40, 50, have kind of been fairly significant in my life. And uh, and so I kind of, I, I really thought at 50, all right, I've got two choices. I'm either going to hide under a, a doona cover for a year and feel shit or I'm going to do something really good and really kind of show women that, someone like me can actually get out there and do this massive goal. And, I mean, it was hard. There's no question about that. There was no – it was not an easy thing. But, oh, my God, what a year. It was incredible. It was so good. Wow. So what motivated you to do that? Like what drives you? I think just that, like, I think for me a goal has to be really exciting but also terrifying. So that kind of element, that almost like that question, like, mm, can I do it? Like, can I actually get there? Can I, can I, right, okay. So pushing myself to new boundaries um, is seriously motivating for me personally. Because mm, then it does, I'm, I'm just thinking from a, a physical point of view, once your mm. body's uh, had enough, it's then all in the mind. <laughs> Totally. Yeah. Well, any anyone that's run any kind of distance, I mean, you would have found that with Oxfam. Yes. Because that is a long way and you're you're going through the night without yep. any sleep. You know, like truly once you've done that training, you get on that start line and it is 80% your mind because, you know, very easily at, you know, intervals in that event and you've done it multiple times, which is even more impressive, Catherine, um, you could have gone, oh, look, no, I'm done. You know, it would be so easy to talk yourself out of it. Yeah. But don't get me wrong, Erica, every year after I did one and lost toenails, <laughs> I, I said this, never again, I'll never do it because it takes almost a year for your nails to grow back and then I couldn't yeah. wear my summer shoes for quite some time. And then the year after that, a group said, you know, we're missing, always there was a reason, oh, we're missing one more person. Come on, you've done it before. And I went, okay. And this just kept going and going. And the <laughs> last time I did it, I went, that's it. That's really I it. really but, am done. But I think it was also after um, the last one I did, I actually got um, told that I needed to get my knee fixed up. Oh. And so I thought, you know, and I thought there's no way I'm going to get operated on now and let the team down. So no. I just pursued and it was, it was all about, you know, it's all a state in, it's all a, a, it's all in the mind. It's your state of mind. It's, it's about pushing through it and uh, ignoring your body pretty much. And that takes yeah. a lot of energy too to do yeah. that. It really does. You're right because, I mean, in that year where I did the 12 in 12, I mean, just before the third marathon, I injured myself and it was not a good injury and I thought, oh, my God. So, and my third marathon that year was Boston. I was like, oh, my God, you know, like I have to run this marathon and I can't not do it. Um, and you know, I got on the start line. I've never got on a start line thinking, oh, I'm not going to finish. Like, I always know I'm going to finish. 
But it was probably the hardest marathon I've done because I was in so much pain, that physical pain, that to actually block that out took every little bit of strength. Um, And that was the year actually after the bombings in Boston. So it was insane, you know, the crowd, the security. It was, wow, it was just overwhelming, overwhelming. Um, But you're right. I mean, it's just it totally, what drove me was just going, I just I want to cross. I I know how good I'll feel when I cross that finish line. I want that medal around my neck, you know, and that's all I kept thinking about until I finished. Well, I mean, for me, I never did a full marathon. I only did a half marathon. Oh, that's significant. I remember people like zooming past me and I was thinking, wow, and I was like, Catherine, just ignore it. Just yes. just keep keep focused to yourself, you know. Yes. Slow wins the race. And eventually yep. I was passing some of these people, but I was just taking my time, I was my time and pacing myself. Well, that that is absolutely the best strategy when you're doing any kind of event, particularly if you've never done it before. And it doesn't matter whether it's a 5K, 10K, half marathon, marathon, whatever. You know, you just you have to have a pacing and there'll always be someone faster and there'll always be someone slower. And, you know, for me, you've always just got to run your race. It doesn't matter. Honestly, does not matter. You know, one of the things I really, really fight hard is I because the, the question every time when I finish a race is someone says, well, what's your time? And I'm like, well, what does it mean to you? You know, like you've never run a marathon before. Like so if I said to you 10 hours, would you think that was shit or would you think, you know, three hours? Oh, yeah, she's pretty good. Um, it's irrelevant. It's absolutely about the achievement. That's all it's about. Um, and, yeah, you just got to run your own race. I mean, next year I'm just uh, committed to nine marathons. So, yeah, I, I certainly won't be racing them, that's for sure. Oh, wow. That's mm. amazing. Nine. And well, yes, uh, nine where? Eight. <laughs> well, I, I decided that my challenge next year, Catherine, was going to be to run one marathon in every state of Australia because I thought, oh, that would be an awesome way to get around the country, see lots of running divas, you know, just connect with people. It would be really fabulous and do events that I've never done, you know, like I've wow. never run in Alice Springs before. Like that will be amazing. And then the ninth marathon, <laughs> I had to laugh yesterday, was added yesterday and uh, I was like, oh, well, what's one more? Okay. Um, this one's pretty special though. Um, there's an amazing woman called Catherine Switzer who you may or may not have heard of. She's an American woman who was the first unofficial woman to ever run the Boston Marathon in 1967. And um, so next year's the 50th anniversary. So there's a very small group of women who are going to be able to run with her for this race. And I was invited and I was like, well, can can I can't say no, this incredible opportunity. And Catherine's a great friend. And I was like, yep, let's do it. Let's do it. This will work. What's one more? Well, great support. That's fantastic. (laughs) Yeah, that'd be good. Be really good. It'd be my third Boston, which is a very hard course, actually. It's very hilly. Yeah. Wow. So what's the best part of your work? Connecting with women and and sharing their joy at discovering that they can achieve something they just never imagined they could achieve. Like that to me never stops being exciting. I love it. I absolutely love it. I'm I'm so blessed, Catherine, to be doing what I'm doing. 
No, you can see that you're so passionate. It's it's <laughs> oozing out of you and oozing oh, through good. the internet and through this microphone. <laughs> that's good because I, I truly, you know, I worked really hard in my own businesses to get to this point now where I can actually do something that I love with a passion, with every fibre of my being and that, you know, I haven't been able to always say that in business and um, so it's a pretty special thing when you actually can do what you absolutely love. Mm. So with the benefits of hindsight, what would you have done differently in your life or career? I would have um, made this transition earlier in my life. I, re- I really probably wouldn't have waited till I was 52, you know, that uh, you can never go back and I never want to have a regret. But, yes, asking that question, that would be, that would, I, I think, you know, that would be my advice to women. Like if you just, if you've really got something that you just feel so passionate about, just don't wait. Just make it happen. I mean, what's the worst that can happen? It fails and you go and get a job. I mean, really? Like it's not a disaster. Is it something you've always thought about that or is it just something that came up one day, I'm going to create myself a challenge and that challenge will be running or is it something that you enjoyed when you were younger? No, no. I was not athletic at all. No? Uh, No. I I used to go and do gym classes. That was about it Um, and I did a bit of swimming. But no, I was seriously not athletic and not sporty as a kid. No, not at all. I was that sort of, you know, my nickname, Catherine, was Miss Piggy. So I used to eat a lot and uh, shuffle. You know, that was pretty much that's pretty much who I was. And, you know, like I've always liked fit, fitness and health and, you know, as I say, I went to the gym and did all that sort of thing. But, no, I, I have zero athletic ability, you know, naturally. I just have a shitload of determination. That's really – that's where I feel. You, you do. Know. <laughs> You've probably always had that. So, you know, on that too, talking yeah. about your younger self, what advice would you give your younger self? I think not to be so hard on myself and to um, feel okay with who I am. You know, I feel, you know, that I put a lot of pressure on myself growing up to be, you know, a certain body shape and a certain weight and a certain size to fit into a certain size jeans and all that sort of stuff and um and I I was really hard on myself so I would definitely say to my younger self for god's sake what are you doing you're perfect just the way you are this still shows up today this kind of behavior you see this in teenagers you see this in women even even including myself you know as soon as I start feeling my clothes a little bit tight all of a sudden it's like oh gosh better do something about it and I think it's that I think you, that's it's that image that you want to keep of yourself as well. Totally, totally. I mean, we just sort of have a, a vision for ourselves, I guess, and you know whether it's realistic or not. Um, only we can answer that question. But um, I mean, certainly, you know, I didn't grow up with the internet, and I certainly didn't grow up with you know Facebook and Instagram and all of that. So. You know, even then, you know, I still felt that pressure. So, God, I, I, you know, I actually would really not like to be 20 again right now. I think it would be seriously harder than when I was growing up. Mm, And because your business is online, everything is online, how are you finding that with social media as well? You're obviously creating a lot of connections and a lot of vibes uh, because everything's online, all your content's Mm. online. Mm. Well, I mean, for me, it's a massive learning curve. So, you know, I actually... New, I learned very early in business that you've got to surround your people, 
surround or surround yourself with people who have skills that you don't. And so, you know, I am incredibly blessed. I, you know, have employed with, you know, running divas, young women who are much, much younger than me, who are seriously savvy with also social media stuff. And, you know, I just um, listen to them and and understand from their perspective, you know, what this medium is, is about. Um, because otherwise, you know, I, I really would struggle because it just wasn't something that, you know, uh, you know, I mean, I, yeah, I, I mean, I, when I went to university, I was handwriting um, assignments. So it does make me sound old, but, but that's what it was. Yes. Um, so, yeah, it's a whole different world. And, and so I think, you know, always in business, I have um, surrounded myself with people who, who have those skills that I don't. And that's been absolutely always worked out. Yeah, I agree. I, I think I mean you have them part as your team because I'm I'm yeah. not an expert in social media or anything like that. So for me, I I outsource that because they know more about it than me, and I have no idea when it comes to social media. But then it's one of those yeah. things that I didn't grow up with either. No, no, and I think I think though that the thing in business, Catherine, as you would find, you still need to be really clear about what you want to achieve and the image that you want to project. Because, you know, in, in having that different perspective, um, you know, I don't personally believe it's exciting to see a picture of me having a cup of coffee in a cafe. Um, but lots of people have said to me, oh, that's what you need to do. I'm like, uh, nah, no, no, that just doesn't feel right to me. But, you know, so I think you've still, in any part of your business, you still want to be the one driving that vision that you had to start with. Oh, always. I mean, even with social media, I write all the content and everything. Absolutely. They do all the posting and all that stuff. But it's still my, my vision. Absolutely. I just don't know. I don't do the, the, the back end stuff, I guess. No, no. No, I see, um, emails from my IT to my comms person. I'm like, oh my God, this could be in Swahili for all I, you know, understand. It doesn't make sense to me. But yeah, thank goodness there are people who are totally tuned into that channel because, um, yeah, I would not be able to do it myself, that's for sure. Yeah, and I have to say the other thing that I was really impressed with, Erica, is all your credentials. Wow. I mean, <laughs> how did you have the time to do all of those as well as business and, and doing your marathons? I was looking at that going, my golly gosh. <laughs> well, I am one of those women who loves to cram stuff in. And so, you know, I mean, I never had the luxury of going to university only. You know, I was always working full-time and going to uni. I, it's the same, you know, any course I've done, I've just done it nights, weekends, whatever, because I just love to learn. So it's like anything, isn't it? I mean, if you really want to do it, you will find a way to do it. Um, and for me, it was important. So I would just make the time, you know. And I don't have young children, so I think that that, you know, was a balance um, that I had that extra time because, um, you know, being a mum was not something that, you know, happened for me in my life. So I think that. Um, you know, I just made sure I, I used that time for, for the best benefit that I could. Mm, yeah. Done well. Oh, so, thanks. Erica, we always ask our woman of inspiration to pick one word that best describes your personal brand. So what would be that one word? Life-changing. Oh, life-changing. I like that. Yeah. Life-changing, um, maybe if you deep dive into that a little bit to, to, just to give us some insight. Well, I think because 
to actually set a goal um, and using running as the goal, it does absolutely, to achieve that goal, change a woman's life like nothing I've seen with my running divas or for myself personally. And it has that wonderful ripple effect around that person's circle, their family, their friends, their work colleagues, and it's so positively life-changing that you just can't ignore that. I mean, it, it really does change the way someone looks at themselves, the way they look at the world, the way they um, assess what's possible and not possible. Um, it changes their negatives into positives and they take control of their health, you know, and that's just incredible because it doesn't, you know, I think health is a real leveller in life. It doesn't actually matter you know, who we are, what age, you know, to be healthy is wealthy, you know, like you just, you cannot put a price on that having good health. And um, and for a lot of women, using that running as a goal, it changes their lives and helps them to be healthier. And then they set great examples for their family members and their kids and their communities and their work colleagues. So, yeah, life-changing is absolutely running divas. That is, that is what we do. I have to agree with you. I think that when I run, I feel less stress. I feel more relaxed. Therefore, my whole I'm not as agitated, and then everything it has a ripple effect in my environment. So you're right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, my staff, you know, when I was full time in my own business, you know, they would say to me, "You haven't run today, have you?" I'm like, what? What? <laughs> <laughs> what do you yeah. mean? I um, mean, they could tell. Uh, yeah. My mood was completely different. Completely different. Yeah. So true. So, Erica, as we wrap up the show, we always ask our women of inspiration to leave uh, three golden nuggets for our listeners. So what would be those three golden nuggets that you would like to leave for our listeners? The first one, Catherine, is that there are no limits to what you can achieve. The, the limit is in our, in, in our minds and in ourselves. So that's my first one. The second one is just don't wait to find and live your passion. And the third one is that we are so much more capable of, you know, we're, than what we think we're actually, let me say that again. We're capable of way more than we imagine for ourselves. You know, we, we limit ourselves so enormously. So, yeah, they would be my three golden nuggets, Catherine. Oh, I love them. I have to agree with all of them too. It's so true. <laughs> we get in our way all the time. Always, yes. always, a little negative that goes, no, 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 yes, 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 is my absolute everyday mantra because I, I really, I choose to be happy every day, Catherine, and it is a choice. So true. It is a conscious choice, yeah. Oh, it's gorgeous, gorgeous, gorgeous. <laughs> so, Erica, how do our listeners find you? They go to runningdivas.com.au or on Facebook, Running Divas, um, and they will see and hear and listen and share and you know the more they can tell me what they want the more I will be absolutely out there trying to give women as much as they possibly can in terms of support to achieve that running goal that they uh, have sort of had niggling away there in the back of their minds. Sounds amazing, amazing work and I highly recommend for our listeners to jump on and join the membership. It's a great, I think it's a great way to create Oh, set yourself some goals for the new year. Um, you've got perfect, great community and great resource of information as well. 
Thank you. I'm I'm really proud of, of myself and my team. So we'd love you to join us and have some fun too. That's the most important thing. Thank you so much for your time and energy. You're just beautiful. Thank you. Thank, thank you, Catherine. I really appreciate the opportunity. Thank you so much. You're most welcome. That brings us to the end of the show. If you have any questions, please send us an email to jennifer at iamwomanproject.com.au or Twitter at iamwomanproject and we will get right back to you. If you were listening to this podcast on iTunes, please make sure you leave a review or rating about the show. We would love to hear your thoughts. That's it for now. Thanks for listening. Until next time, please take care.